Final segment here. Let's hit a couple air comfort solutions. Text line uh, notes to wrap. Oh, wait, hold on. It's hour three. What am I doing? Yes, it is the – what he's saying, people, is it is the final segment of the final – well, it's the final I hour. I told you, it's, I'm it's not, not here. the final segment. I'm not here 100%, okay? I just – I got to be honest with you. We're on the back end of this. Boy's going to be okay. It's going to take him 24 hours more of some vitamin C. Uh, don't need any Sprite. There's nothing wrong with my tummy. But we're, we're fighting it. We're fighting it. Do you need a care package for me? No, I need a care package from my mom. This is what I need. <laughs> mom! I'm 47 years old calling my mom. My wife, my wife it was so cool because um, this, this kind of started hitting me on Saturday night into Sunday morning. And on Sunday morning, it was, oh, do, do, you need to go rest. You, you, just anything, anything you need, you let me know. That lasted until my kid's first fit that she threw. And then it became, what are you doing? Why are you not here helping? Get like, out of here I, and be a father. Right. Well, are you going to be a dad? <laughs> well, I, am, am I single parenting? And I'm like, well, I, I am sick. And everyone knows that when guys get sick, they get much sicker than women do. Right? That's uh, true. And, and kids. That's, so we all accept that. That's scientifically, yes, proven and will hold up in court. Uh, but but here, here was a couple of quick tweets before we hit the top five stories today. By the way, hour three, Josh. Before we hit the Newcastle top five stories of the day, hour three is brought to you by... It's brought to us by Josh Tucker and the crew out at Rooftech of Oklahoma. Locally owned and operated for 30 years, give Josh Tucker and the crew a call for all of your roofing needs. 405-703-4245, where plank, I mean, come on, they guarantee the highest quality workmanship in the roofing industry. Um couple of quick tweets. They should have waited to give the World Series trophy to the softball team till next year's OU Texas game, the Cotton Bowl, very ceremoniously. Why can't they just have it now? Why do they have, why do they have to have it around the football game? The way things are going, we could just do a joint celebration with softball <laughs> and baseball, and it'll be the demise of Texas because we're once again on a collision course right. with the Longhorns and the CWS. Winner's bracket game, OU and Texas. Uh, and then from the 214 on our, you know, dudes flipping guys off out on the field, cussing out umpires, uh, from the 214, respectable emotions are good for the game. But baseball needs to watch softball. It's refreshing to watch these ladies not react every time, every time a strike call goes against them. Wow. Uh, the way they react is what's different. They react. Oh, they react. They just don't MF the umpire. They react. They go on a little walk. Maybe they'll they'll look to the coach to – to get after it a little bit. Yeah, it's, uh, it's two different worlds. Oh, and then the Big Bad Wolf writes, love to see the football players on Twitter rallying around the baseball team. Our athletes are having fun. It has been an historic spring, and it's so fun to see. National championship in softball for the fourth time in six years, for the fifth time in the last, what, nine, uh, ten. You look at women's tennis, runner-up national championship. Men's golf made it to match play in the in the men's golf championship. I feel like I'm leaving something out, but obviously college baseball going to the World Series. Good times, man. Good times for spring ball. Hey, the umpire thing. Go ahead. That that's not changing anytime soon. No. And look, it's a byproduct of guys in the National Football League 
showing up officials, complaining about every flag that gets thrown against them, even when probably it should have been a penalty flag. It's because of LeBron tossing his arms out and James Harden and all these dudes in the NBA whining and crying about everything. It's monkey see, monkey do with uh, the, the way that we treat umpires now. Until you get somebody in the National Football League or the NBA or Major League Baseball to treat an umpire with respect and dignity, guess what? This is what you're going to get. Preach. Which gets us to the top five stories of the day brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Welcome on board. Newcastle Casino, big story, number five. Number five. So um, I actually have two NFL notes here in the top five stories of the day. Big story number five and big story number two. But um, let's just address this here, Josh. Here was Tyreek Hill on his new podcast, which I guess what came out over the weekend, which the I don't who's co-hosting it with him. I know his agent is on there. I know that. Drew Rosenhaus, who is like on a phone, but who's the co-host of it? Do you know? No, I, no, I didn't recognize okay. him. I didn't either. Sound, it sounded great, but just having Drew Rosenhaus on while he's in the car is very weird. <laughs> yeah. But um, here was the uh, the shot at Mahomes heard around the world. As far as accuracy-wise, I'm going with Tua all day. So which one would you rather have, the deep ball where you got to scramble around the field to try to go find it? Or nah. do you want that accuracy to hit you right in the bread basket on the run? I want it to hit me right in the bread basket just like I did in the Buffalo Bills game and take it 70. And the rest is history. And again, this is not a shot at anybody. Right. This is just stuff that had to be said. It needed to be said. It needed so to be said. said. It needed to be said. No, it didn't. What? But it did generate some clicks and some ratings. I Mission guess, accomplished. I, I, again, I just – you're, you're basically saying that, that Tua Tungvaloa is a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes, which makes no sense. This makes me so mad, Josh, because it, I know it's just going to make Mahomes matter. And like we talked about earlier, listen, I am not on team. The Chiefs are better without Tyree Kill. But there is a very intriguing group of receivers. Juju Smith-Schuster was a guy everyone wanted two years ago. Nicole Hardman is a dude that has shown he can stretch defenses. You still have Travis Kelsey, even though he's getting older, but he was the guy that won the Chargers game whenever everyone was picking the Chargers to go to the Super Bowl. So, to me, it's like, what, what, what are you doing, Tyreek? What's the point? Is this a troll job? Is it trying to build up to or what is it? Yeah, I think he's probably, Tyreek, this is the one-year getaway. Then he'll request that Miami just terminate his contract He'll come back to Kansas City and they'll win, you know, five more Super Bowls. He's just trying to just trying to motivate Patrick Mahomes, clearly. I like it. Uh, While and- also getting clicks on that podcast. Jeez, unreal. But look, this is what I want inside the building. I want the head coach to know that on Sundays that that defenses fear Tyreek Hill. That that that's what I want head the head coach to know. And the head coach do know that though. He know that. He know that that without the cheat on the field, he know that a hey, Pat, you're going to have a long day today. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Pat, he heck of a quarterback, hell of a quarter, hell of a player. I love him to death, but come on, man. Sometimes I just want people to just be like, hey, treat like him. Okay, can I just – I'm going to say this, and I know it's going to come across as building up the Chiefs, but I am very objective when it comes to the AFC West. You are. If I'm the Miami Dolphins, there are so many red flags that pop up from this interview. So many. 
And then you've got, you know, the agent who now it's now it becomes that, you know, Tyreek was underutilized. There was a lot of um, times during the year that we felt that Tyreek was underutilized um, and wasn't fully uh, appreciated. Me, me, me in a wee, wee, wee game. Just. Well, he was underutilized as, you know, seven or eight passes bounced off his fingertips into the uh, opposing defensive backfield's arms. So, you know, maybe he would have been better utilized if he had, like, caught those footballs. <laughs> hey, Tyree Kill, though, is a fantastic player. Sure. He's one of the superstars at the wide receiver position in the NFL. Not up for debate. He will automatically have Miami very much in contention for a wild card berth. They're sure. not going to win the AFC East. That's still Buffalo's uh, reign over there. But he will change the fortunes of Tua Tungavailoa. He will change the fortunes of Miami. He was not underutilized. He was not underappreciated in Kansas City. Let's stop that. He absolutely was well thought of in Kansas City and was one of the primary weapons for the Chiefs. So, Agreed. All right. Let's move on. This is now your segment. Big story number four, Josh. Number four. I thoroughly enjoyed the Live Golf event. What I watched of it, I thought it was fun. I, I even liked the flop the dude took when he was hitting the head. <laughs> Did you see? Yes, it was tremendous. <laughs> he looked like he was down for the count. And then he, I oh, literally gotcha. thought he was dead when he got hit with the way that he fell. Like the clown from Billy Madison. That's right. Exactly. Gosh, what a comparison. By the way, Bad Movie Weekend. You know what I watched on Bad Movie Weekend, which is every weekend during the summer for me? Something on Tubi, but I don't know what it was. You are correct. On Tubi TV, I watched Dirty Work with Norm MacDonald and Artie Lang. Oh, man. Have you seen it before? I haven't, and that sounds tremendous, that duo together. It's, it's hey, no, McDonald. Everything's got like a Norm joke in it. But it was it was funny. I laughed. Yeah, the Artie, Artie looks terrible in that movie. That's great. <laughs> what looks, year was it released? Um, hold on here. Sidebar. I, I'm going to guess. I don't know. I'm going to say like 98 okay. is what it looked like. Yep, I was right. 1998 is when it was released. So Artie. Mad TV Artie, Mad TV Artie. Yeah, he that's was, right. Uh, He's big. He was he was involved in some things around like, that time period. So, for instance, Dirty Work comes out in '98. Beerly comes out in 2006. Artie looks fantastic. Well, I mean, as fantastic as Artie can look, he looks much better in Beerly than he does in in Dirty Work. But it's worth it's worth your time on Bad Movie Weekend this weekend. On Bad Movie Week, and I'm picking between a Rodney Dangerfield uh, Rodney Dangerfield film. I've got like four I've got to decide on. 2B TV is the absolute worst. But with that in mind, some people think Live Golf is the absolute worst golf. They do. Um, Rory McIlroy talking a little trash. What do we decide this weekend? Can these two entities coexist? Are we going to have – I mean, the PGA commissioner didn't sound – I mean, listen, they're talking all this trash and they're suspending people. Funny, just as a sidebar, the PGA Tour took basically a day to suspend players for going to another tournament. Meanwhile, the NFL still can't suspend Deshaun Watson, but what do I know? 
what'd you think? What'd you take away from this weekend and how worried should PGA golf, uh, the PGA be? Oh, they, they absolutely should be worried. It remains to be seen, though. You, you had a great finish on the PGA Tour with McElroy coming from behind to win that tournament in the RBC Canadian Open, which suddenly the uh, opening week of this London event in the Live Golf Series has uh, the RBC Canadian Open, which has never been a destination event in the history of the PGA Tour. Magically, McElroy's there and Justin Thomas and Tony Finau and all these guys that are uh, stars on the tour. Crazy the uh, coincidence that they decided to play that event this week. But, hey, it was a great finish there, McElroy beating Thomas and Finau. The PGA Tour, as it stands right now, has a better tournament field. But guess what? With the addition of a Matthew Wolf to the Live Golf Series, Ricky Fowler has not played well in a number of years, but with his drawing power, the interest in a golfer like Ricky Fowler coming over to the Live Golf Series with Patrick Reed announcing that he's joining, with Bryson DeChambeau joining the Live Golf Series. Once you get to the point, Plank, to where, and I thought from a broadcast perspective, which you know you and I are always pretty intrigued in, sure. I thought it was more – I was a little turned off to begin with with the F1-style scoreboard, but then the more I watched, the more it kind of grew on me. I think they can tweak it a little bit. Some of the logo parts of it were, you know, I mean, just okay for me. The X amount of holes to play, I guess you have to have that right because you have a shotgun start for the event. So for everybody to know, like, okay, they're on hole four, you know, got 14 holes to play, whatever. It's different. It's unique. The team format, I think, is fun. It really boils down to this for the Live Golf Series. How many more of these names like Dustin Johnson can they convince to come over in playing this? And my guess is it's going to keep growing, Plank, because when you've got the type of purse – that this event had where the winner's getting a $4 million share. You don't have to pay the 10% out to your caddies because guess what? The Live Golf Series itself is doing that for you. All of your travel expenses are paid. This is unlike anything the PGA Tour has ever done before. So the PGA Tour is going to have to meet in the middle. I think Jay Monahan, the PGA Tour commissioner, totally overplayed his hand. He should have kept a lot of this stuff private instead of going to – uh, you know, press conferences and being as public as he was with it. Kept this thing behind closed doors. He hasn't done that. This thing will continue to grow and grow. I'm not saying it's about to surpass the PGA Tour, but it's not going away tomorrow. No, I agree. I could not agree with you more, Josh. And the other part of it, it and, and I know we're going long here on this, um, but I, I'm intrigued by it. What's the end game for Live Golf? which, again, is the Roman numeral for 54, and they play 54 holes. Uh, and I mean, do they just keep spending? I know that there is a really – there's a very, I guess you could say, gut-wrenching article that talks about how this is a PR ploy to try to get some good PR for the Saudis and – why they chose golf is interesting to me. But, listen, i got to be honest with you. If you're getting offered 35 to $40 million to do something, hundreds of millions, it's hard. I mean, how do you say no? Generational wealth. I mean, you're not just taking care of you and your family. You're taking care of your kids and their family and maybe even their family. Yeah. 
I mean, just, the, the the types of dollar figures that are getting thrown around. There's only incredible. so long that a number of these guys can say no, and especially once word gets back, hey, this is only three days, and oh, by the way, everything with your caddy's taken care of, everything with your travel expenses is taken care of. It it's just hard to turn down. Yep. It's it's borderline impossible. All right, that's a lot. Let's hustle through these last few stories here. Big story number three. Number three. Uh, NBA back at it tonight. A lot of Draymond Green talk. Um, and, in fact, he's even, he's even now trying to kind of backtrack a little bit on whether or not the, the podcast has become a problem. You know, Steve went away from me for a little while. Was I pissed off and frustrated? Absolutely. Like, seven minutes to go in a extremely important game. You know, you can't go down 3-1. You don't want to go down 3-1. Um, and I'm coming out of the game. I was livid. But uh, I credit my teammates, Juan Toscano Anderson. And see, this is where, you know, when you're trying to win a championship, this is where everything matters and everyone matters. I credit Juan Toscano Anderson. He was in my ear. Not only was he in my ear the whole night, but when I was frustrated, when I came out the game at the seven-and-a-half-minute mark, he was in my ear. Um, Chris Chioza was in my ear. Gary Payton was in my ear. And, and, and it was huge because I was able to respond due to their positive energy that they were pouring into me. I was able to respond and come up with a few big plays, a couple assists, a couple offensive rebounds, a um, couple stops. And so credit to those guys. Everyone has an impact. For those that were wondering, no, Steve, didn't talk to me, nor did he need to talk to me. That's just the way it goes. If someone else is getting it done more, then mm. that's just that. And I can live with that. Mm. Now, obviously, you can't. If people are having to constantly be in your ear to tell you to chill out, you obviously are having an issue with it. Uh, is the Draymond Green thing over yet? Is he done? Can, can, can we do this, Celtics? Let's go. Tonight, finally get to game five. Uh, back in San Francisco, 8 o'clock tip, Golden State's a four-point favorite on ABC. Big story number two. Number two. All right. Um, there's Baker news. We don't have to. We got to table it till after the break. But there is a new surprise team that has been mentioned as a potential suitor for Baker Mayfield. We'll tell you it after the break, which we'll also do with big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Sooner baseball is headed to the College World Series. We will hear from Skip Johnson in depth next. What a day. What a day. It's a Plank Show right here on The Ref. With at Josh on ref. Everyone should follow us at KREF Sports. At OU Photo Guy is standing by. Is he? Tell OU Photo Guy that I have his articles coming tonight. He asked about you. He was he was wondering if you were okay. I'm not. And I'm how ready. you were feeling. And I told him, don't worry. No. He'll be broadcasting in your office tomorrow. I'll be fine. I'll be there tomorrow. I want to. Here's what I want to do, to be honest with you. After this show is over, I want to I want to go to bed. I want to go to bed. Bed, I can't. I mean, I'll get up and around. I'll be fine. You know what fixes every single ailment that I've ever had? A couple ibuprofen. 
You're fine. You're good to go. I thought you were going to say Roof Tech of Oklahoma. Roof Tech of Oklahoma. Or the uh, Newcastle Casino top five stories of the day. Uh, those, those fix me better than anything else. All right. Let's pay off big story two and big story, obviously, number one with Oklahoma on its way to the College World Series after taking two or three from Vodtech. But can, I, can we have this conversation about Baker real quick? We may. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's conversate. Sorry, what, sorry. what what is there to say about Baker? Who who is uh, the surprise suitor? According to Dan Graziano, who most recently had the report about Tom Brady to the Dolphins and Sean Payton, which I mean, I I feel like that thing's been shot down. It has more holes in it than Swiss cheese. Hey now, but Dan Graziano said he spoke to some executives around the league about how the Mayfield situation will be resolved and his potential destinations. One team mentioned was the Minnesota Vikings as an option for the future. They compared the hypothetical to what the Saints did with Jameis Winston in 2020. Winston backed up Breeze for a year before he retired, then took over as the starter in 21. The Vikings, I mean, it's pretty clear, they're moving on from Kirk Cousins after this season. They drafted Kellen Mond. Mike Zimmer was not a fan. Uh, Maybe Mayfield could be given that opportunity. Now, while it doesn't seem likely, you've got to remember, Baker's also going to be a free agent after the 22 season. So the Vikings or anyone else could sign him at a contract that is more to the team's liking. But I just... I'll tell you what, if I'm the Browns, and this is just me, are the Browns better with Baker Mayfield or Jacoby Brissett, Josh? It's well, Baker, right? Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, they're are, obviously better with Baker Mayfield. Are the Browns better with Baker Mayfield or Joshua Dobbs? Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yes, they, they're Listen, better with Baker. I'm, I'm becoming more and more of the firm belief that Deshaun Watson's not playing this year. I mean, we are up to 66 names. 66, we've got your attorney going on radio shows talking about how what he was demanding is not really that big of a deal, trying to keep it kid-friendly here, seeing that it's summer. I don't, I, don't, I don't think the NFL can allow him to play this year. And here's my other part of it that I don't get. Don't put a number on it. Suspend him. Suspend him now. Suspend him indefinitely. That's what the league should do. And I, I know some people might say, well, the CBA. You're telling me they're going to stand up and fight for Deshaun Watson right now with all of this? No, you can't. This is and, – and I get it. Now you've got Browns fans that are like, well, you know, this is getting a little bit out of control. Um, not good. You guys need to calm down a little bit and understand rights. I do. I understand rights. But Ben Roethlisberger was one person. Kobe Bryant was one person. Um, Think about this. Ray Rice, you know, terrible, but one person. We're talking 23 civil cases and over 66 complaints. Josh, how in the world can the NFL honestly say that they care about protecting people from assault and let this dude still be active in their league? They can't. So if I'm the Browns, I'm starting to grovel already. 
to Baker Mayfield. I'm doing everything I can to be like, all right, um, Bake, how's it going, man? We're really sorry. Listen, we're still paying you $16 million. I know this is a mistake, but we'd love to have you back because I don't think – I don't think Deshaun Watson's playing this year, dude. I'm starting to believe that more and more after this weekend. But as it stands now, Baker's stuck in limbo. Nothing to do. A mutual excuse from – a mutual excuse from the um, from the, the OTAs for the mandatory workouts. Would he play – and start for the Cleveland Browns. That would be great, wouldn't if it? If they wanted him to. He might not. Or would he strong arm it and say, no, this relationship is done? Good point. And, and what would that look like for Baker Mayfield? I, I've been pretty strong in the opinion that I think if that comes to pass, to me, you go play if you're Baker Mayfield. Sure. I just think – Illustrating that level of professionalism on your end is a nice, nice reflection on your character, regardless of how the season would would then unfold for you. And then if you go out and you play well and the narrative shifts away to, yeah, you know, he was hurt all of last season. Look how he's playing when he's healthy. The, The way that you could drive your financial stock up heading into free agency would be gigantic, Huge. not to mention the goodwill that you earn in the process. So that would be the approach I would take if I was Baker Mayfield, but I can certainly see the other outcome to where he's not going to play for Cleveland ever again whatsoever under any circumstance because they turned their back on him. And the the Deshaun Watson thing, I'm with you. It feels like because of the number of – suits against him, the National Football League, until there's some sort of legitimate resolution here, it's just going to look so bad for a league that has the type of history that it has with domestic violence, with sexual assault. If they let Deshaun Watson play this season while this is all hanging hanging in limbo, it just looks like the league doesn't give two rips Mm. about – about protecting women or or it's female viewers or it's female workers, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there's a lot of females that work in the National Football League. So I, I'm with you. I just don't know that until there's some sort of legitimate resolution here with Deshaun Watson. And now we've been talking about this plank for well over a year. Sure. And I, I have made similar remarks to you on the show. Plank, I don't know how Deshaun Watson, I don't know how a team could trade for him with all of this in, in limbo. Give him all that guaranteed money. And here we are. And I still don't think he's mm. – I'm still not convinced he's playing this year. Me neither. I don't think he is. It's going to be a fascinating couple of weeks. Meanwhile, when it's not Baker and the Vikings rumors, it's Oklahoma on their way to the College World Series. Here's Skip Johnson's opening statement in the postgame presser yesterday. you got to tip your hat off to Virginia Tech. What a really good program. John runs a very good team, a very disciplined team. I thought in the game, with us scoring two runs in the first inning, uh, settled K down a little bit just to execute pitches. And the defense played outstanding. Then we kind of started separating the game, kind of what our identity of our team is. Uh, just to try to keep tacking on, we knew how offensive they were. They could explode at any time. And I think he kept them off balance and made some quality execution of pitches. And 
our offense did a great job of separating the game late, and I'm really proud of them for that. Really proud of the kids, how they come together, um, how they picked each other up. We last uh, um, in the rain delay of the regional championship game, we had a Coach Willits's dad sent us a text about a, a, a bunch of Davids, about David and Goliath. It's a powerful deal, and so uh, uh, that's all we've been talking about. We're just a bunch of Davids, so it's uh, really proud of them. Can't say much more than just really proud of them. I'm glad it's about them. It's not about me. It's about the University of Oakland, about the players and the institution they pray for. Thank you. There you go. So cool. So cool, so deserved, so fun to celebrate this week as we count down to Gosh, we'll get start times tonight. Is that correct, Josh, for this weekend? Yes, that's what I saw yesterday. And I meant to double check and look into that. Do we know what time that's getting announced? Is there a TV broadcast to announce all of it? I don't think there is. I think it's going to be one of those that will just be released. Yeah. Well, right. missed opportunity. Mm. Missed opportunity. Talking about promoting this thing. This is tailor-made for an hour-long Road to the College World Series special like they do for the NCAA tournament or whatever. Quick break. Uh, congratulations, by the way, to Audra Cohen. The OU women's tennis coach is named the program's first ITA Tennis National Coach of the Year. And the Thunder are making some moves. Uh, Michael Green and a protected first-round pick is on his way to Oklahoma City for the 30th pick in this month's NBA draft and two future second-round picks. Plank show right here on the rack. I guess I should have like begged for calls today and opened up the phone lines. My bad. Um, but we had a lot to get to. We uh, we emptied the notepads today. I figured Kurt would be calling in to gloat about this Oklahoma baseball team, and I don't know, maybe Webb Dingus would call in. Or didn't Kurt quit on them through twelve games? Or no? <laughs> don't say that. I <laughs> I don't know. I I can't confirm or deny I, any of you that. You know what? I am so happy for the Yardbirds. I really am. I've I've been on the mic for some of those Tuesday, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon games against an Arkansas Pine Bluff or a Texas uh, Southern or whomever, and they're there. Uh, Cal and the crew. It's just it's so it's so fun to see their passion rewarded. You know um, what what Johnny's done with putting together the the pregame pizza parties out on the berm is really cool. Web Dingus. Web dingus. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's awesome. I'm happy for the fa- I'm happy for the diehards. I'm happy for the bandwagon fans. Welcome aboard. This is fun. You're going to enjoy it. Thank you. It's great to be here. <laughs> uh, but no, it's a good time. Let's hit the Air Comfort Solutions at text line 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439 from the 580 I love how all the OU coaches have such a similar approach and vision of how they handle the players, putting emphasis on the players and the institution of OU. It's an awesome culture being created across all athletic programs. I mean, yeah, it really is. And each entity, if you will, each team kind of has its own spin on it, right? Patty Gasso and the championship mindset. I get to see that as close as anyone on a day-to-day basis. And it's it's a different approach than, say, what Porter Moser has with the culture wall and what he has. But yet, 
at the core of it, there's the similarities in that there, there's a strong belief in what this university is about. It's different from what Mark Williams and KJ Kindler does, right? But at its core, the goals are always the same. And it's different with what Skip Johnson does as opposed to, say, uh, Jenny Baranchek or Brent Venables, but yet the goals are always the same. You know, elevate the student-athlete, put them on the pedestal, put the university on the pedestal. It's really cool to see. Um, Peyton's been on fire. Peyton's got two texts here that I want to read back-to-back. First, think about how much different this team is looked at if they hold on to beat LSU for one of those two games. OSU for one of those three games or that game in Texas. They'd have been a national seed and no one would be shocked here. That's Peyton. Well, Peyton, I am a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. And who knows? Maybe if they are hosting their own regional, a a team that gets hot like Ole Miss is shipped here or something, right? You just... You never know. I agree with you. I think you're onto something, but it's just it's kind of fascinating to see how it's worked out for Oklahoma. Since the path has led to Omaha, now that it's led to Omaha, the role of Hunter right. instead of hunted at home in a Norman regional, it's been great. It's been great it's for been this team. Clearly this. clearly they've fed off of it. Peyton Graham, everybody. Tread away. I mean, KP's hit three yaks in the postseason. I mean, take it. However Um, we can get it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Peyton also adds this to our NFL conversation. I think the thing about Tyreek is it's looking like he's on the coasted in phase. He's won a Super Bowl. He's got his big paycheck. It really feels like he's more into the hangout in Miami and to make a ton of money, which is fine. Man earned it, but it happens time and time again when someone gets gets paid and they feel accomplished already their production falls we'll see yeah there could be something absolutely to that to Tyreek and probably because he's got the ring because you and I and everybody else and rightfully so regard Tyreek Hill as a bona fide superstar and one of the most electric wide receivers in the league I can see I can see there being some truth to that moving forward I do think he's in a worse situation than he was in with Patrick Mahomes yes. in Kansas City. I think Tua Tungavailoa is a big-time step down. He could sit there and try and build up the accuracy and this and that of Tua, but I'm going to need to see it, even with Tyreek Hill before I believe it. I, I don't think Miami's going to the playoffs this year, Plank. I don't. Gosh, I hope you're right. Um, he's also 28. You know, that's, again – that's not old, but for a speed receiver, that's 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 not young, right? You start – that's the big conversation about Devontae Adams now, too. Once you hit 30, most of the time receivers fall off a cliff. And not, not literally, but their production tends to disappear. Fascinated by it. Yeah, he's fast, man. He's fast. And Mike McDaniel's going to find a way to use him. But I just – I don't get all of this. I don't I don't get the need for all of this that's happening. Uh back to baseball for the two eight one. This team has it. Hopefully they can stay hot in Omaha. Here's the thing, there's so much talk about the pitching and understandably so, but they are mashing. They're mad and I it's still what makes me mad about the way in which the Super Regionals was broadcast. I mean, they scored thirteen, they scored twenty four runs in three games. 
I mean, that's that's legit, man. That's legit. They um, they put what 14, 40, uh, 30 on the board during the regional in four games. I mean, that's that's legit. The fact that nobody's paying attention to their offense is what's a little bit disappointing to me. Their pitching has been fantastic. And pitching probably out, I mean, outside of the championship game. Well, no, especially the championship game. Pitching might have won them the uh, Big 12 championship, right? But in the end, Josh, I mean, to me, this is, this is a team that can flat out match. And I guess because they don't have the numbers that Tennessee had or they didn't have the numbers that Bob Tech had coming in, I guess it's understandable why it wasn't getting the talk that it's earned over the last few weeks. Yeah, that that's probably right. That's that's probably right. And there's no question that the way they're swinging the bats right now, if you just look at some of what's happened in Gainesville and then obviously in Blacksburg, if you get a quality start, you feel like the way that this offense is going right now, you're going to have a legitimate chance to go win a national championship. I mean, they just they are cooking. Speaking of that, two more quick texts here. I really got tired of hearing the OU offense is just good enough to win when they get great pitching performances. They put up 11 and knocked out your ace. Yeah, that was uh, that was a little bit of a tired storyline. Uh, then one more for the 281. Great pitching wins championships, and this weekend they had great pitching. A little bit of both there. Great pitching. Great defense. Great defense. Great broadcasting. Great broadcasting from Toby. Great win. Now, I, uh, I've, I've got a lot of texts on the Air Comfort Solutions text line today about the Storaco visit to Oklahoma. And I don't have anything for you. Alex Storaco is a Michigan ace. Um, I think she has one more year of eligibility left. She has taken a visit to Oklahoma. And apparently, according to everything I read on Twitter.com, it was supposed to be just a one-day visit that ended up expanding. So that's always a good sign. But um, I'm I'm a fan. I... I, she would be a great veteran addition. You know, we talked about this on the show Friday, and someone had brought up the possibility of bringing in a veteran pitcher, and I kind of pushed back on it. I mean, in my mind, I thought, uh, well, you know, you did have a, you'd have a veteran in Nicole May coming back, but look what Hope Troutwine did as a, essentially a grad transfer. So I think Straco is going to make the most of this. From what I understand, she's going to travel and go to some other schools, but it looks like she's having a blast in Norman, so good for her. I'd love to see her added to this rotation. Michigan pitcher, if you guys want to look her up, Alex Straco, incredible numbers. Quick break, wrapping up the Plank Show next. Wrap it up on the phones for us, Bill. You get the final say on the Plank Show today. What is up, Bill? Yeah, yeah. The Syracuse pitching like they did the last two weekends. I think they can win this sort of thing. That it too. I mean, this... This pitching staff, and obviously we're a little bit more focused today on what Kate Horton did because it's recently in her mind. But, I mean, just 
just knowing what they've developed in David Sandlin and to see everything that he's gone through and, you know, you watch Jake Bennett. I mean, he is he is something else. So I'm I'm all about it, man. I'm I'm all about it. I'm with you. And typically in <laughs> Omaha you need arms. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to go win this this event, you can't just go out slug everybody. I know that Fresno State comes to mind as a team in their national championship push, whatever year that was, that uh, kind of went that route where they were outscoring people. But uh, generally speaking, if if Oklahoma doesn't get a quality start from Jake Bennett and they don't get that from Sandlin and then on down the line from Horton, you're probably not going to emerge as a national champion. Which, hey, the positive thing for OU Plank is that you didn't really get that from Sandlin yeah. this past weekend. I mean, he's fully capable of giving you better than what he, he did, at least this past weekend. I'll be the first one to admit, I had almost been up on these guys early in the year when they would win one and then lose two and blow a game late. I have to say, they, they have totally amazed me. It's fun to see, isn't it, Bill? Thanks for the call, man. Good way to wrap the show yeah. up. Yeah, you know, there's been... There's been games this year where after it was over, you wondered, okay, all right, where, where, where are we going? Where are we going, right? We think about some Sunday games. Struggled against Baylor to sweep a series on Sunday. Struggled against Texas to sweep a series. Or, excuse me, to win a series on a Sunday. Struggled against Oklahoma State to win a series. And then something just clicked, right? Something clicked. Now, I know that they weren't able to sweep Kansas State on a Sunday, but they became a better, and maybe the credit all goes to, to Kate Horton and what he was starting to be able to do on the mound. I'll, I mean, I don't know if, if, if you guys want to say that. I would. It's just been really fun. To me, we had a chance to see two kind of polar opposites this year in Diamond Sports. You saw a team that was the number one team all season long and weighted down with the expectations of even a game that wasn't a run rule, it's what's wrong with them. And then you saw a team that, for the most part, a lot of people had given up on and clawed their way back and both have ended their seasons in the World Series. One with a championship. What's next for baseball? They can win it all. We'll find out start times later today. We'll be back for a Tuesday edition of The Plank Show for Josh for all of our tweets, text, callers, thanks for checking in today. Steel Man and Thune at noon are next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans.